stop that you all thank you lord i'm going to encourage you this today to know that no matter what you're going through god is in charge as long as you know who he is you've accepted his son uh, jesus christ as your savior in your heart god will fight in a battle for you the battles for you know we're, we're definitely in a war and if you don't see that you're in a war you go back to god and ask him show me the war that you, i know we're all in a war daily because of uh, the time that we're in right now. Our life walk is a daily war and we, we see all kinds of things that's happening in and out of the family. Today, uh, we're going to talk about vertigo. I don't know if you all ever heard of vertigo. So I want, want you to deeply listen to what the word, what the Lord is saying. Vertigo is a commonly caused by a problem with the way balance works in your inner ear. Although it can be caused by problems in certain parts of the brain. The causes of vertigo may include uh, benign proximal positioning. And, and it's the way you move your head that could trigger vertigo. It could trigger migraines. That means some severe headaches or uh, inner ear infections. Inflammation of the uh it's a nerve in your inner ear, uh, which runs. It's a nerve that runs into your inner ear, and it might be inflamed. It, that could cause vertigo. It send message, which it does. It send messages to the brain that helped control our balance. This inner ear infection can cause problems with our balance. Now, depending on the condition causing vertigo. You may experience additional symptoms such as high temperature, ringing in your ears, and hearing loss. The causes of vertigo, in some cases, of vertigo improve over, it can improve over time and without treatment. However, some people have repeated episodes for many months, even years, such as with those with Meniere disease. And that's spelled M-E-N-I-E-R-E-R. Now, Meniere disease is an inner ear problem that causes uh, dizziness spells, also uh, vertigo. And it, it causes hearing loss. And now this Meniere disease can happen at any age, but it normally starts between the ages of 40 to 60. And, and this can last throughout your long life condition. Uh, now there's treatments. There's always a way out of it. Now a series of simple head movements 
movements, like I said, can be uh, can cause this, and and you know just how you move your head. Now, medicines such as uh, pro prochlorophene and some antihistamines can help you in, in some of the stages. Now, many people with vertigo also benefit from vestibular rehab rehabilitation that's vrt which is a series of exercises for people with dizziness and balance problems there, there there's always a way to do it now uh what are the signs of, of vertigo give you some natural examples the signs of vertigo is problems with focus in the eyes dizziness hearing loss in one or both of your ears Loss of balance, which may may cause you to fall. Ringing in the ears, nausea, vomiting, uh, heading to which which nausea and vomiting will lead to lead to the losing of your body fluids. You become dehydrated. All right. Now, if you're having vertigo, it could in many cases it, it may be associated with a serious medical condition, and you need to get help. Now, I want to give you ten causes of vertigo 10 causes of vertigo this is the loss of stability that occurs when you change position quickly or while you're walking I don't know if you all ever experienced but sometimes when you get a certain age you experience this you, when you change position with real quick you get uh, uh, you get kind of dizzy bottom line uh, some of the other causes is postural hypertension you're worrying all the time you're stressed out. Your blood pressure is high. Uh, you have circulatory problems. Uh, neurological conditions. You have stress, anxiety, and even depression. You all are leading to vertigo. You can have uh, signs of vertigo. Uh, you can have cervical genetic dizziness. You have migraines. And then, of course, you some medication will, will, will give this to you. And hypoglycemia. And loss of stability. Right. Now, as I said, loss of stability, stress, anxiety, depression, uh, how we how we carry our body, that, that's mainly for how we deal with it. Uh, that's why, you know, I love Judge Judy, and one of the things Judge Judy says that uh, one thing when you're old, the worst thing you could do is fall. The very worst thing you could do as an old person is to fall. Then everything get all shook up, your body get all shook up, and everything starts happening. Now, let's look at... Uh, there is this in the word of God the reason I teach this way because in the Bible it all, there's always a natural side of life and then we look at the spiritual side of life and so that you all will know this and know why I teach it this way I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 15 and 46 1 Corinthians 15 and 46 says uh, how be it that was not that was not first which is spiritual but that which is natural and afterwards, that which is spiritual. Again, the Bible said, how be it, that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. Afterwards, that which is spiritual. Bottom line, we live in this natural world. We look at everyday happenings and what's going on around us. And we're able to apply this, the word of God, the spiritual word of God to what's happened in the nature so we can see how God, God always give us a way of escape he, he what we do in the natural life can we learn we can learn uh, preventions in our spiritual life within us what we need to do now vertical is as real 
is called actually is caused actually by being off balance. Many of us lives are off balance. There are situations in our lives that cause your anxiety, depression. We get our focus. We don't. We, we get off focus. We don't look at what's happening within us. We look at what's happening with others. We avoid connection with uh, co- correction. A lot of us don't want to hear correction. They don't want to hear the truth. We avoid truth. We don't want to uh, hear truth. Many of us have. Uh, what we call itching ears. This, this is what I, I've, I've learned in the last few years, uh, over the years. Many of us have an itching ears, and itching ears mean you want to hear what you want to hear. You don't want to hear what God is saying. And that's Second Corinthians four, verse one through eight. So let's get that. Second Corinthians four, verse one through eight. It says that in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead? And in the view of his appearing and his kingdom, I'll give you charge. Uh, Verse 2 said, preach the word. Now this is actually, uh, it's to all of us. We might look at it as to those that's called to preach and teach the word. But this is a word that's to all of us. This is in Timothy now. Even though Paul was talking to Timothy, Timothy, uh, we could take this for us today is how we should live our life. Verse 2 said, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. Verse 3 said, for time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. They don't want to hear sound doctrine. Instead, suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to say, want to hear. Verse 4 said, They will turn their eyes away from the truth and turn aside myths. Turn aside to myths. 5 says, But you keep your head in all situations. Endure Hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all duties of your ministry. Six says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. This is what Paul is saying. He knew where he was. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Now Paul was speaking in uh, encouraging the people that he's gone through a lot of it. If you read in the the scripture, you see what Paul has gone through. Uh, We have gone through a whole lot. But if you go through it blindly and not recognize where you're at and what position you cause yourself to go through mummering and not knowing and thanking God that he got you through the situation. Look at the people that uh, come out of Egypt and they walked around the desert over and over and over again to to more than half of them dropped dead and all those that was under, that was 20 and younger, they lived through it. But the older ones didn't want to hear. They didn't want to hear. They kept reflecting about, well, did we come here to die? They want enough graves in Egypt. See, we talked about that last week. But the thing about it, sometimes we mummer about stuff. We got those old familiar spirits hanging around us and we don't want to change. They just want to go through the same old mess over and over. But that's not how God wants us to be. Now, when our lives are off balance, 
we're not focused on the truth, y'all. And now I, I want to see what the well to tell y'all what the Bible, how the Bible said you're supposed to live a biblically based life. You would need first of all, you need a strong commitment and a personal discipline to incorporate them into your life. Uh, you establish your priorities. Think about your life as set priority, priorities. That's what we need to do. A lot of us don't take time to set anything. We set our attitude, attainable goals, set goals in your life. If you don't want to write it down and you want to keep all that stuff in your head, so be it. But when you've got a lot of clutter in your head, you can't hear what God is saying to you. So it doesn't, it doesn't hurt if you don't know. Just take your pencil and paper and sit, sit down and write it down. Get you a little book. And keep it in your Bible. Keep paper notes in your Bible. But set an attainable goal. You can either set it for daily or, or, or for a month, year, or whatever. And one other thing we need to do is be able to budget wisely. Be a good steward over what God gives you. Have some common sense. You know how much money you're going to have coming in every month. Don't be frugal with your money. Just throw it anyway. I'm not going to get on the tithes and offering because that's what God has to, you have to deal with God on that. But one thing I do know, he tells us to be a good steward when over what he's given us. Look at some of the parables about when he gave one, one, two, and then five, what happened? The one with one going to say, oh no, let me hold on to my money. I ain't giving it to nobody. Let me hold on to what you gave me because I'm scared of you. But the ones that did something with it, God doubled what they got and took took away from the one that did nothing and gave it to the one that had the most. So we need to budget wisely and we, we need to build relationships. Don't be afraid to uh, build relationships with other people. Like, let's see, iron sharpen iron. But if you're building relationships with idiots, you're not going to go anywhere. Excuse me how I said, but I just say the word. I, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. When you're building a relationship that people ain't going nowhere, why hang with them? You become like who you uh, hang around with. First of all, we need to study what the Word of God said. Know the Word of God for yourself. Study His Word. You don't have to remember the address on every word. When we read the Word, the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance when you need it. When you need it, the Holy Spirit will bring it back to you. That's our manual. How we get through it. The Word has the uh, the Proverbs, the, the Psalms. That's, that's encouraging. It's encouraging. There's all kinds of situations in the Old Testament. The Old Testament was under the law. And the New Testament is under the grace of God. What He did for us that we don't have to live by the law. Because He saw that nobody could live by the law. But uh, read the Word of God. So when you hear some of this vomit that's going out over the airways and... Even some of the preachers now, they're teaching what people want to hear. They've changed it. And I grew up in a time when it was a Pentecost, it was holiness, true holiness. And now it's so different. There's rap in the church. And my thing with rap, God don't stutter. So why should I uh, say the whole same thing over, 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 over? And that loud music. You have to be quiet in order to hear the Spirit of God speaking to you. You can't hear nothing from God with all that loud booming. And what is it like the clubs? I've been to many clubs. The clubs that get it was dark. They get all that cozy uh, uh, blues and all that cozy jazz music on you. Go crazy. And you can go into some churches like that. God is light. He's light in the world. But when you go into this darkness, you 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 live like the world. And God is not holy in that mess. I don't care what nobody says. He, God ain't in that mess. 
First and next of all, he wants us to take care. You take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Eat right. Sleep right. Get the number of hours you're supposed to sleep. Don't go places where you're not supposed to go. And now is the time to start washing your hands again. Make sure you're washing your hands. You're keeping your house clean. House sanitized. Your bathroom sanitized. At all at all time. Uh, then another suggestion is to live the gospel. The, the gospel is that we're supposed to go out and tell somebody about Jesus. That's what the gospel is. About Jesus. And most important is to pray. We have to pray often. I, I have a habit of praying before. Not habit. I love it. I do it because I'm supposed to do it. But that's my uh, uh, recognition. Say, God, you know, thank you for allowing me to wake up this morning. Take, pray often. Talk to God. He will hear you. As long as you don't have clutter in the way. Jesus told us you, you either, when, when you got clutter in the way, you either repent or die. You make a choice is what you want to do. Get Matthew 6 and 36. 6 and 33, I'm sorry. 6 and 33 says, uh, I want to go too fast because I'm actually about done, you all. Six Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Again, I read that. Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well all right now get john three third john i'm sorry third john one and two third john chapter one verse two says dear friend i pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well he wants us healthy. God wants us healthy. And I say to you, friend, pray that you may enjoy good health and that you may also go well, and that it all goes well with you, even in your, as your soul is getting along well. A, a, a lot of us like being sick. We like the pity. I detest being pitiful. That's why I don't really even go out of the house because sitting in a wheelchair, the first thing the person does that meet you, they go to the pity zone and they want to drag you in with them. So I, 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 the Lord has said to me, you know, stay out of people's sight. So you can cause them to sin. If I, I go somewhere and the first thing they go into a pity zone with me, I could cause them to sin because I'm in their way. Because that's what a natural person does. They feel sorry for you. I don't want nobody to sit feeling sorry for me because I, I, I'm I just uh, right now in the healing process. Nothing wrong with my mouth. My mouth I might get short of breath or whatever sometimes. But I'm going to keep spreading the word of God. So first of all, John, third John 1 and 2 said, Dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that you may go well and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Uh, let's go to Peter, first Peter five and seven. I'm trying to encourage you all. This is how we live in the kingdom of God. Encourage you all. You don't have to uh, stay back there with the other folks carrying their burdens. This is uh, when we stand before God, this is an individual. He's not going to ask you what your mama did, your daddy did, your child did. He's going to ask you, what did you do? First Peter 5 and 7. 
what we should do, and a good way to do this, he said, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for us. God cares for us. All that stuff that's bothering you, you're getting anxious about, upset about, you give it to God and he'll take care of it. He'll give you peace. And what does it say? He'll give you that perf- perfect peace. It's like sometimes you feel like you're nutty because in a situation, the, the winds are blowing, knocking and rumbling at the doors or whatever in the natural, in the natural, you are, what I'm saying, storms uh, blowing up in the family, in the life, there's always something going on. And But you're, you, you just feel peaceful. You feel cool all about it. You have no problem. That's because you've given it to God. You, you don't try to hold on to it and worry about it. Worry ser- separates us from God you all that's a sin worry is a sin and when you're in sin you, God don't hear no prayers Jesus said all you got to do is repent if you don't repent you're going to die in it y'all get it now now, now, what is a balanced life a balanced life uh, means uh, living considering all aspects of your life when you look at your relationships your work your fitness your health and emotional well being now, all of us get kind of bogged down uh, with work and family responsibilities uh, from time to time. We all get that. But making time for yourself is necessary so that you can keep up with all your responsibilities. I'm going to pre- repeat that. Now, a balanced listen, living means look at that. You, you know, look at Take time to look at your relationships, your work, your fitness your health, your emotional well-being, all of that. You you have to take time and look at it. You just can't ignore and just float through life not ignoring what's going on around you, what's going on within yourself. You when, when we don't when we ignore what's going on within ourselves, we separate ourselves from God, you all. That's what we do. We separate ourselves from God. Uh I wanted us to look at the justice scale. We we all know what a justice scale. And as as I was thinking, the Lord brought this to the mind. Now the, the justice scale that's in the natural. A justice scale scale uh, is about fairness in the court. There are two sides to every story when you look at it. There's two sides to every story, and each side of a case or a story must be heard. Each side gets a chance to present their evidence. Is that not right? Uh, Lady Justice carefully weighs the claims of each side using the scale of justice. And we need to look at it in our life. Put some things out there in your life and just take a time and look at it. I want us to be able to hear what the word of the Lord says. Hebrews 12 and 1. And I have two versions. Uh, this is the King James Version. Hebrews 12 and 1 said, Therefore, seeing we also are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And I'll read that again and then I'm going to read the Amplify. I don't like Amplify, but some of us like it and I'm going to read it. But right, this is King James. It says, Therefore, seeing we also are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. They're not talking about pounds. That's stuff that you don't need to carry. Every weight and sin which doth 
so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Amplified says it along another whole long way. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified the truth of God, absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. And that's the end of the story. But I, I want us to look look at this here. Be able to be able to uh, look what vertigo. A vertigo is an infection, an inner ear for infections. We may have uh, vertigo in this in the natural. We can also have it in the spiritual because we are accomplished with so much weight we're carrying. We don't take care of ourselves. We just go with the flow, whatever. But God holds every person responsible for taking care of their self. That's what the Word of God says. We just read it. The Word of God, He holds you accountable for yourself. He's not going to hold the doctor accountable for, for, for you not being well. You're not taking care of The doctor is there for a reason. He gives us advice. But then you got to have common sense. Some of that stuff is just pills laying in the bottom of your stomach. Some of that medicine taking make you worse. So we, we need to go, when you go to God and the Holy Spirit will tell you, the Holy Spirit, you will hear, you have discernment. That's one of our, our characteristics that we are given, one of our special grace that we're given. We, we know the difference between right and wrong. That's built within us because the Spirit of God lives within us. If sometimes medicine is hurting you, why keep taking it? Use some common sense. Go back to the doctor and say, well, this stuff ain't working. I I, I can't take it. Oh, this is giving me high blood pressure. It's giving me anxiety attacks. I do know one thing. Uh, when, when I had my strokes three years ago, uh, they kept saying, well, you have anxiety, anxiety. No, and to me, it wasn't. It, it was my blood pressure was high. Yeah, very, very high. But that comes from the stress that I was carrying, the stress that I had just walked out of, the battle, the war that I was just in just in a war and the natural uh, 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 I'll say a stone a bullet from ever from the natural side hit me on the left side and knocked me down and three years I've been trying to recover from this, this knockdown but God I'm not trying I am recovering last night when I was sleeping I've, I've always had to sleep on the uh, left side because that's the side that's numb I, it, when that left side is, no, is, is numb I'm unable to sleep on the right side because all that numb weight, which it may be half of my body weight. Say if I was I was weighing uh, uh, two two fifty, one hundred and twenty five pounds, might have felt like two hundred pounds or two or three hundred pounds. So when I rolled over to the right side, all that weight it was so heavy it stopped me from breathing. I couldn't breathe, so I had to go back on the left side that was numb and sleep that way. I've had to do that for. Uh, I'll say in another week or so will be actually the date that I had the stroke. But last night when I was sleeping, when I, I woke up in the morning, I was laying on my right side. I, I laid there and I cried and I thank God. That weight <coughs> excuse me that weight on the left side is not as heavy anymore. 
recovering uh, from that type of accident takes time. Doctor says I have diabetes based on uh, based on the physical and and all the tests and all of that, and I've had it for years. I think way back in oh maybe 2009, I think 10 or something like that when I got it, and my, my baby sister told me I was. She said, "Fool, you in a diabetic coma." I remember that. Oh God, I'll never forget that. Doctor Bryant said that to me. And I was laying there in the hospital, and when, when she when they got online, she was online. That's exactly what what she said. She woke me up. I was in a diabetic coma. I was working every day, working so hard, stress of life compiling. It has finally come to a point where I couldn't breathe anymore, and so I did go to the hospital. Uh, my my uh, blood sugar was so high, I was supposed to be dead. Over nine hundred. I was supposed to be dead, but God said no. He wasn't through with me yet. And so I've decided I'm going to do what he says do. And I'm going to preach his word. I'm going to tell somebody about the good news of Jesus. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, you all. 